0: Hello, and you're very welcome to another edition of The Others, the Alan Kinsler podcast, where I look at small parties, groups and independents that have contested Irish elections over the years. This week is the turn of the Cork Civic Party, a party that uh, existed from 1945 to 1966 and held seats on Cork City Council or Cork Corporation. There were, in a way, there were a continuation of the business party of the 30s, you know, with the, a lot of interest, looking after the interests of the business community, as well as the other people. Thanks to everybody who subscribed to the podcast. If you like an episode, please share it on social media and so, so on. And indeed, subscribe to the podcast. Thanks especially to those who subscribe to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash and helps support both the podcast and the website. If you want to contact me, I'm at electionlit on Twitter, Irish Political Ephemera on Facebook, irishelectionliterature.com is the website and irishelectionliterature at gmail.com is the email. Thanks. In June nineteen forty-five, there were local elections for Cork Corporation, and sixty-five candidates were listed for the twenty-one seats. So it was actually it was a one constituency. It was the same with Limerick and uh, Galway, I think, and other corporations. So you had 21 seats and it was all the one constituency. So you can imagine the length of the, the counts. And also, the counts took days, but it also gave an opportunity for smaller parties to win seats. Obviously, you know, if 21 seats 20 in a 21-seater as opposed to, say, four or five-seaters or five four-seaters and a five-seater or whatever. So the nominations for Cork Corporation closed on Saturday with a total of 65 candidates, including one lady, were nominated for the 21 vacancies. A last-minute surprise was the nomination of nine candidates on behalf of a new party, the Cork Civic Party. The following statement was issued last night by the Cork Civic Party. The new party, which has entered into the field in the Cork Corporation election, was established at a meeting of businessmen called by the President of the Cork Chamber of Commerce, Mr. T.L. Egan. Mr. Egan stated that by reason of very strong representations made to him by responsible business interests he had convened a meeting of the major organized employers groups in cork and that the meeting it was decided to try and secure representation on the corporation for such business groups the movement was sponsored by the leading city trade associations and a list of candidates was approved the new party desired to inform the public that its object was to secure representation on the core corporation by responsible citizens. Its aims were set out in the slogan which it is as adopted, Responsibility and Efficiency in Civic Administration. The new party, whilst appreciating the work done by various political parties for the city, nevertheless believed that the best interests of the city would be served by men outside party politics whose direct obligations of office would be efficiency in municipal affairs. Responsible citizens were requested to give their votes to the members of the party and to try and secure the election for the entire panel. Every citizen was asked to help and to call at party rooms in the Desmond's Hotel, Oliver Plunkett Street in Cork. Cork Municipal Elections 1945, Cork Civic Party. This party is entirely non-political. Its only wish is to shoulder the responsibility of municipal affairs and to place at the disposal of the citizens of Cork, the knowledge and experience which all nine candidates have acquired in their business and professional careers. For responsibility and efficiency, vote for Bruett G. F. Director, H. Thompson & Son Limited, Canty, M. A. Matty, Wine and Spirit Merchant, Codmore Harold Merchant, Deroshta Liam Company Secretary, Desmond T.N. Barrister at Law and Company Director, Morrissey J. Solicitor, Murphy PJ Jack, Building Contractor Murphy Brothers North Abbey, O'Donovan James W. Solicitor, Sheehan, Michael, Director, Sheehan and Sullivan Limited, Coal Merchants and S&S Steamship Co Limited. Any voters requiring information about the Register, kindly call to the Office of the Party Headquarters, 26 Oliver Plunkett Street, Side Door, Desmond's Hotel. So the profession, the businesses and so on of each candidate is listed in their election material. Cork Civic Party. Responsibility and efficiency in the management of municipal affairs is the motto of the Cork Civic Party. Words lacking in meaning when applied to the present corporation. You, the voters of Cork, must realise that the position of ridicule to which the corporation has been reduced is due to our own lack of interest in the past. That state of affairs must end. Cork is a proud city, a merchant city, a worker's city, the most industrialised city in Ireland in proportion to its size and yet one of the most beautiful of cities. Remember that the corporation elects the Cork Harbour Board and many committees controlling hospitals and kindred bodies in the city. It strikes the rate and regulates housing, acts in an advisory capacity to the city manager and elects the Lord Mayor to represent you. The undermentioned candidates are doing their duty in coming forward to contest this election, let you do your duty by electing them. Vote for all nine candidates in order of your choice. List the candidates again. To the electors of Cork City. As there are over 40,000 persons qualified to vote in the Cork Municipal Elections on Thursday next, it is impossible for us within the time to call personally on every voter, much as we would like to do so. Our many friends must therefore take the will for the deed. Our purpose is to bring back civic life in Cork, a sense of responsibility and dignity, to resurrect a spirit of enterprise and progress, and to stimulate a civic sense amongst all classes of citizens. We are not politicians, the welfare of the city is our only concern. That is our only purpose in coming forward to contest this election. If there are 9,000 alert, responsible, level-headed citizens to support us, they can ensure our election by voting for all nine candidates of the Cork Civic Party in order of their choice. So the votes were counted in that 1945 local elections. The quota was 1,230. Uh, G.F. Brewitt of the Civic Party polled 1,027. M. Sheehan polled 464. J.W. O'Donovan, 380. Uh, H. Cudmore, 339. P.J. Murphy, 326. M.A. Canty, 314. Uh, T. Desmond, B.L., 292. And J. Marcy, 223. And Liam Dewashta as well polled. Uh, 530. After a uh, lengthy count. The newly formed civic Cork Civic Party, which put up nine candidates, succeeded in getting five elected to the Cork Corporation when the result was announced yesterday. One of their number, Mr G. F. return is returned as an alderman. The strength of Cork's new corporation will be as follows. Fianna All 7, Fianna Gael 3, the Civic Party 5, Irish Labour Party won, National Labour Party won, Sergey won, and Independence three. The second largest party on Cork Corporation, so quite a result in their first electoral outing. Cork Civic Party uh, councillor Michael Sheehan became the Lord Mayor, and later on in 1947, Late 1947, there was was talked to be a general election soon enough. And um, After a meeting of the Cork Civic Party yesterday afternoon, the following statement was issued. At a largely attended meeting of the Cork Civic Party held this afternoon, the Lord Mayor, Mr Michael Sheehan, kindly consented to stand as a candidate for Cork City at the forthcoming general election. It has not yet been decided whether a second candidate will be put forward. And then, Matthew Canty uh, was added as a second Civic Party candidate. However, there was talk that they might withdraw. Cork Civic Party men withdraw. Following a meeting, and this is from uh, late January, following a meeting of Cork Civic Party yesterday, it was announced that it was unanimously deciding not to contest the general election. About three weeks ago, the Lord Mayor, Mr M Sheehan and Mr M Canty were selected. Now, there was no particular reason uh, why they weren't contesting. But obviously they didn't want to get into national politics. And funnily enough, then uh, Sheehan ran as an independent in that. 1948 general election and was actually elected. So, in a way, the Civic, Cork Civic Party, had a member who was a TD, although not representing, who represented them on the council, but was an independent TD. In 1948, the party also had its uh, inaugural dinner. There's a bit of the dinner and in proposing the toast of the civic party mr j scott said that in the civic party they had a party which recognized no political party class or creed it had been founded by a very few who had taken up the cudgels on behalf of the citizens At very short notice they had succeeded in getting five of their members election elected on the corporation and they had acquitted themselves since their election in no mean manner and in the first three years of its existence the office of first citizen was occupied by a member of the party who also represented Cork in the Doyle. It spoke well for them as a party that they should mean something to the business and civic interests of their city, but it meant more. It meant everything in the life of the people of this southern capital of theirs. Perhaps it was true that Belfast was, Dublin is, but Cork will be, and in promoting interest in civic affairs Cork would continue to advance not alone in the councils of Munster, but also the councils of the nation. Concluding, Mr Scott said he was satisfied that the Civic Party would administer the affairs of Cork with dignity, efficiency, honesty and charity that would bespeak the welfare of all its citizens the chairman in responding to the toast says as one of the original founders of the party they were very glad to see such a very fine and representative gathering present at their function they were very glad to have with them mrs bertie o'hanlon and jimmy mccarthy the two rugby footballers who did so well for their country in the triple gown matches that was only one aspect of what the Civic Party intended to do, for as far as Cork City was concerned, whether it was sport, business or limited local administration, the party intended to keep Cork City on the map. Members of the party had interested themselves in the formation of a racecourse, and he understood that shortly this race course will be a fact. Others of the party had taken a very keen interest and practical steps in securing a landing ground for aircraft within a reasonable distance of the city and that would also be to the advantage of the city were it not for the initiative and drive shown in this way cork would remain a backwater as far as the authorities in dublin were concerned hence they could see the civic party served a very useful purpose and one of the outstanding features was the completely non-party spirit which permeated the whole organization and they welcomed members of any party in the city to join them. That was the primary reason for their existence, and it was the primary reason for their being there that night. Concluding, the chairman said that he hoped, when they had another general meeting, that their attendance would be as good as the attendance there that night. In 1950, there was to be local elections and the Cork Civic Party selected candidates. At a meeting of the executive of the cork civic party held in desmond's hotel mr tn desmond pl presided the chairman said he regretted that for reasons beyond their control neither alderman F. G. F. gf nor mr m canty were offering themselves for re-election these two men were being lost to the corporation but their advice and help would still be available to the executive he was pleased to however to announce that the party and the corporation were going before the electorate again and as these councillors had carried out their duties efficiently and well during the past five years, he felt sure that the citizens of Cork would once more re-elect them to office. He was very glad to say that the Civic Party was a much stronger body now than the party which fought the election five years ago, and they were putting forward a panel of candidates second to none in the history of the Cork Corporation. The following names of the candidates selected, Mr. Sean Coughlin, Mr. H. Cudmore, Mr. N. T. N. Desmond, Mr. Jim Fox Foley, Mr. R. M. Diego, Jack McCarthy, Mr. Dermot Mahoney, Miss Evelyn Murphy, uh, who later withdrew, uh, Mr. Frank Nolan, Mr. Sean Ryan, and uh, Mr. M. Sheehan, uh, TD. So they had a series of. Um, of ads. Efficiency with economy, vote Cork Civic Party. Efficiency in civic affairs, vote Cork Civic Party. For the future of your city, vote Cork Civic Party. For better housing, cheaper, vote Cork Civic Party. For improved health services, vote Cork Civic Party. Rates, revaluation, housing, hospitals, we have the answers. Vote Cork Civic Party. Help keep politics out of Cork City affairs. We are a non-political party. Vote Cork Civic Party. If you want local government, vote Cork Civic Party. We have the right men. You vote them in. Vote Cork Civic Party. Cork Civic Party. Responsibility in civic affairs. Sean Coughlin. And again, these the candidate list gives um, in their ads, gives them their occupations. Sean Coughlin, Builder, South Terrace. H. Cudmore, Mailer Street. T. N. Desmond, Desmond's Hotel. Jim Foley, Stag's Head Bar. Or V. Jago, Baker, Cork. Dermot Mahoney, Mahoney Brothers Mills, Blarney. Jack McCarthy, Fair's Bakery. Frank Nolan, Victualler, Shandon Street. Michael Rose, Provision Merchant, Princes Street. Sean Ryan, Blackthorn House. Michael Sheehan, T. D., Merchant's Key. Get maximum efficiency for your vote, vote all 11 in the order of your choice. Now, having had five councillors elected, they dropped to three councillors. With um, Mahoney, Jago and Sheehan elected as councillors on Cork Corporation. Well, it was a come down from five to three and Fianna Fáil won nine seats, Fianna Gael, Labour and the Civic Party won three seats, Independence two and the ITGW one. So still three councillors wasn't bad. In 1951 protest at policy of centralization. The effect of centralization on the city of Cork was stressed by members at the meeting of the Working Committee of the Cork Civic Party at which Mr. V. Jago presided. It was pointed out by several speakers that Dublin was becoming top-heavy where Cork was not getting a share of the services to which it was entitled. Cork, it was stated, is the second city in the Republic, yet opposition by the powers concerned prevented the use of its airport for passenger traffic. Fixtures could not be ota- obtained for a race course, though Cork had at present only one race meeting in the county. At Mallow, although dublin county a far smaller area had numerous meetings not one government department was situated in cork although other countries favored a policy of decentralization in this regard cork port was not receiving its quota of shipping and goods intended for cork were in many cases unloaded in dublin and sent by rail to cork thus increasing the price to cork consumers concern was express- expressed expressed at the suggestion that the oil installations at Hall Bolin were to be dismantled and that, even though Cork was the chief naval base, the Navy would in future have to go to Dublin to refuel. All the members were agreed that an all-out effort should be made by everybody representing Cork to prevent this insidious system of transferring everything to Dublin from creeping in. So Cork wanted uh, wanted. To Felt it wasn't getting a big enough share of the pie. Report the 1953 annual meeting of the party. The annual general meeting of the Cork Civic Party was held at Desmond Hotel. Mr H. Cudmore, chairman, welcomed the members and said it was very heartening to see so many members present. He wished that even more would take an active interest in the affairs of the city. He was glad from the from the subscription list they had the backing of most of the business and professional interests in the city. And they needed more than this. Theirs was a broadly based party, non-political, non-sectarian, which refused to become a mere ratepayers party. They were a civic party in every sense of the word. Their only interest was the advancement of Cork and the welfare of its citizens. He regretted that their president, Mr. McCarthy, was unable to attend due to illness and the meeting was unanimous in wishing him a speedy speedy recovery. He welcomed back Mr. Orvi Jago after a long illness and paid tribute to his work in the corporation. He concluded by thanking the officers and executive for their active support during the year. Mr. Sean Ryan, Honorary Secretary, in his report stated that the party was unanimous in demanding an airport licensed for Dublin and cross-channel flights in the safest and most suitable position at, at the earliest possible moment. It was hoped that political influence will not be allowed to sway or hold up the matter in any way he reviewed the party policy which called for more houses quickly and cheaply and at lower rents to be achieved by building a less expensive house a larger number to the acre and by standardizing plans and specifications they were also in favor of selling their present house houses to tenants which policy would help promote a more responsible citizen and would give the future generation a better start in life. It was noted with the pleasure that their long-standing demand for flats and houses and the derelict sites close to the churches, schools and services seemed to be bearing fruit, and that the corporation had instructed its architect to prepare plans along these lines. The executive were per- perturbed, at the rent of the present corporation houses and believed cheaper houses and flats imperative. Referring to the rates, he said the executive felt it was impossible for anybody other than the city manager in his privileged position to see into the dark corners of any department and make the sweeping reductions necessary without too great a loss in the services supplied by the corporation. Mr Orvey Jago, in reporting on the councillors' work on the corporation, said that the position of the councillors was pathetic, They were bound hand and foot by the department. He had always thought that at least two functions had been left to them, to elect a Lord Mayor and to strike a rate. It now appeared that the power to strike a rate was only a fraction. When the councillors tried to cut the city manager's recent estimates drastically, they were threatened with the minister. It was the apathy of the citizens that allowed this state of affairs to occur. Paid tribute to the work of the present members of the corporation who gave unsparingly of their time. Mr. Mr. C.J.F. McCarthy, in thanking the meeting for electing him vice chairman, said that it was now obvious to everybody that the Cork Civic Party was not a party in the political sense, but a, a citizens council providing a forum where matters of public interest could be discussed. Mr. John O'Connell spoke of the alarming increase in the rates and what was even more serious, the results of the present system of revaluation. He pointed out that for every £40 increase in the valuation, the marketable pro- value of the property dropped by a £1,000 and gave concrete instances of this. Mr. Liam John Devlin referred to the great difficulty in examining the rates estimates as they were presented in their present form and was glad to learn that the party was pressing that a much more understandable form should be adopted so as to allow for comparison with previous years. Mr H. Goodmore said the government seemed intent on getting rid of the voluntary hospitals. He instant the average cost of patient per week at £5.14 shillings Whilst the nationalised English state-run institution, it was approximately £14. Mr N. Donegan reported on his attendance at the school attendance committee. He referred to the anomaly of building houses in areas where schools were not available. The school attendance figures in Cork continued to be the best in Ireland. He thanked the chairman for suggesting that the party would consider defraying the cost of medals to be awarded by the Committee for Special Attendances. Mr P Duty, in the absence of Dr P Crowley, reported on his attendance at the Safety First Committee and appealed for the cooperation of the member of the party with Safety First week to be held shortly. Mr JJ Scott referred to the recent increase in bus fares. These increases in many cases amounted to 33%, while the minister stated in the Dáil that he had only in permitted an increase of seven and a half percent it was decided to appoint a deputy a deputation to interview mr pollard for the purpose of securing more equitable bus fares mr tn desmond vice president said that the time to deal with the rate problem was at the local elections when every voter must be convinced that every increase in rates affects everybody he stated that the civic party should put forward a strong panel of candidates he paid tribute to the Civic Party councillors for their work for the city in general, rather than for any sectional interest. The chairman concluded the meeting with the hope that if the local elections were held in June, the prominent businessman, who may be asked to stand on behalf of the party, would put aside personal considerations and come forward and take their place in the corporation. The issues of rates continued to be a large issue throughout 1954 and indeed in 1955 and just as a just as an aside anybody who was a business holder or a landlord i think as well in the corporation area were also entitled to vote so it wasn't just um, people living there hence the civic party would get the support of business owners within the city Now, there was a local elections in 1955, and the party were fielding six candidates. Cork Civic Party candidates, Rob, Rupert Anthony, Walter Furlan, Orvi Jago, Thomas Jones, C.J.F. McCarthy, E.J. McSweeney and James Flynn. We are contesting the municipal elections on June the 30th on behalf of all you citizens who consider Cork's progress more important than party politics. Our approach to the administration of the city has always been on a non-political basis and we appeal to you to support our candidates who are willing to give up so much of their time to help run your city in a more business-like way. Cork's party for Cork's people. You vote for Cork's interest, not party interest. Efficient administration, no waste. Full rate value, better housing. Attraction of new factories, more work. No dictator from Dublin. When you vote for the Cork Civic Party. Cork's future is in your hands. When you vote in the municipal elections on June 30th, will you waste your vote? Vote on petty politics, or will you invest it in your city's progress by voting for the Cork Civic Party? This party is non-political and will stand for no political dictation from Dublin, hindering Cork's development. It makes no vain election promises and breaks none to any sectional interests. All it promises is one thing. To run your city better for the welfare of all, that means reducing extravagance, building houses in central reclaimed areas, attracting new industries and giving more work. Put Cork in good hands, vote Cork Civic Party. Workers, employers will benefit from the policy of the Cork Civic Party. High rates means high rents, high costs and high prices. You can help keep rates down by electing candidates who have the knowledge and training to examine corporation estimates to ensure you get full value for your money. Remember this on the June 30th and vote for the Cork Civic Party. Are you a grumbler? For the past five years, 21 worked men have worked for you on the corporation. They gave of their best, but was this good enough for you? Remember, if you did not vote, you have no right to grumble. Now, be civic-minded and get a better deal in the next five years by voting for this able and worthy team of Cork Civic Party candidates. Vote all seven in order of your choice. Cork Civic Party. The seven candidate strategy, haven't gone to seven, uh, they only had two candidates elected to the council. R.V. Jago and W. Furlong were elected. So having initially had five in the corporation and then gone down to three in 1950, they were now down to just two seats. In 1956, the annual, annual meeting of the Cork Civic Party, it is becoming increasingly difficult for any party to retain its popularity and at the same time carry out a policy which it feels is for the general good, taken over a long period. This is so especially when others put forward attractive programmes based on extravagant expenditure, which in the long run must lead to unemployment. This was stated by Chairman Mr H. Cudmore at the annual general meeting of the Cork Civic Party. Continuing, the Speaker said that the party had lost ground in the last local elections. He declared that the desire for living beyond our means was evident in every phase of our daily lives, In passing, he referred to higher purchase, particularly when used to obtain expensive and unnecessary luxury articles. Only by continued inflation could the corporation hope to carry on its present policy of endless expenditure, which would ultimately bring misery and suffering, especially to those living on fixed incomes and pensions. Our representatives on the corporation, he continued, will continue will fight fearlessly for sound civil administration and they will not be influenced against our better judgment by any clamorous ignorance actually just as an aside in um, well in 1956 december there was an issue seemed to be an issue in cork with regard to the legality of pedestrian crossings in that all these um, uh, pedestrian crossings in cork had been uh, put there illegally and there was a, 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 there was hopes to rectify the situation put forward by the civic party there was a protest against um, the increase of 4 uh, pounds or 4 shillings and 9 pence in the pound in the cork city rate with the cork civic party at Cork corporation In support of the protest, the women appeared in the gallery of the chamber, carrying a large banner with the inscription, Cork rates is the highest in Ireland. Why? So they were uh, involved in an active protest at the council chamber over rates. The party sent in uh, recommendations to the Shannon Electoral Law Commission. The party's recommendations in regard to the method of election. One, that certain number of seats be reserved to be filled by the president, to persons who in view of their outstanding service in the country should be so honoured. Those members to serve for life or until they've reached 70 years of age. Two, that the remaining seats be filled by election from a panel, the names of which are nominated by accredited, accredited nominating bodies. Other than members of the Doyle and Shannon, and the electorate should be citizens who are registered for jury service. Thus replacing the present system, whereby members of local authorities and members of Doyle and Shannon exercise the franchise. As regard the method of nomination, a that there should be no possibility of the Shannon becoming a duplicate of the political party representation in Dún Dunla- Doyle, and b that in view of the number one above, Antishuk should not have the right to appoint members. The party was also against the proposed 1959 referendum on proportional representation urged a no vote and organised meetings throughout Cork uh, City on the subject. And in 1960 there were to be local elections. A call to all their active supporters to work hard for their election to cork corporation of their candidates was made by the chairman mr h cudmore in his address to the annual meeting of the cork civic party at desmond's hotel mr cudmore said that they were justly proud of their panel of candidates and the party looked forward with confidence to gaining increased representation on the corporation at this time the chairman commented it is appropriate me for me to look back and say whether the party has justified its existence From my own knowledge as chairman, I have no hesitation in replying with a definite yes. Although we have never come forward with a strong policy representing a narrow sectional interest, our members, especially those representing us on the corporation, have at all times been guided by the ideas which prompted the formation of the party. These are decency and dignity in the conduct of public business, attention to detail in public affairs, promotion and appointment on merit and ability, restraint in spending without fearing to face necessary commitments, cooperating at all times with other like-minded people of all parties. Stated simply, said Mr Cudmore, it is to deal with public business as one would with one's own. The chairman went on, looking to the future, I feel that the relations between central and local authority could profitably be examined and that in several spheres, it would be better to rearrange financial and administrative responsibility. With the present division of both, there is much overlapping of control and unnecessary delay. If the corporation employs competent engineers and architects, why must their decisions be subject to approval from Dublin? In a reference to housing, he asked that, would it not be better for the central authority to pay for and run the social services and for the corporation to pay for and run the municipal services? Rates were a burden, rates were a hidden form of taxation levied on a valuation which might bite, bear no relation to the prosperity of the occupier they were the most iniquitous he believed taxes should only be collected where there was reasonable ability to pay viz. income tax excise duties he concluded by saying he believed this t- the time had come when they should look for a revaluation of the city in those 1960 corp- corporation elections the party was fielding Rupert Anthony, Donald Bevan, Dermot Breen, Michael Donegan, Walter Furlong, Orvi Jago, Thomas Jones and Francis J. Mockler. Interestingly enough, they also had an ad. If you are the occupier of a business premise or an office in the city, you have a corporation vote. If you want to know where to vote, phone the Cork Civic Party. The election took place And Valentine Jago was the only Cork Civic Party candidate elected. He polled 257 first preferences. Others, Jones 234, Breen 232, Furlong 210, Bevan 88, Donegan 86, Anthony 83 and Mockler 69. So it wasn't a huge success at all. They had lost, they'd gone down from the high of five down to one seat on Cork Corporation. That of Valentine Diego. Vote Civic Party, responsible men for a responsible job. The Cork Civic Party represents all the people all the time. And that was their slogan from that 19. 19- 60 local elections. And then in 1966, after a number of years, Jago actually served as Lord Mayor in Cork and he actually later joined Fianna Fáil. I think he was a senator for a period as well. And anyway, in 1966, in February 1966, the Cork Civic Party in existence for 21 years has been disbanded. The decision to discontinue the organisation and not contest the coming local elections was taken at a special general meeting of the party at the Arbitus Lodge Hotel. Mr Hay Cudmore presided. The meeting was called to consider a resolution that the party be disbanded. The main theme of discussion was the coming elections and the probable effects of the division of the city constituency into six wards. It was generally felt that without adequate representation, the party could not fulfil its true function. After a lengthy debate, the motion was agreed and the party disbanded. Mr. Cudmore thanked the officers and members of the executive who had given much selfless service over the years. He paid a special tribute to Councillor Orvie Jago, who had represented the party on the corporation for 16 years. Councillor Jago suitably replied. So, kind of being down to one councillor and also the change in the electoral where, as I mentioned, Cork had been a one seater constituency, Cork Corporation. It was now being divided into six wards. So there was only going to be five or six seats in each ward. So they were unlikely to make um, much of a impact electorally. Thanks very much for listening. Um, Please subscribe to the podcast and tell others about it. Share it on social media, etc. if you can. And Thanks especially to those who subscribe to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash electionlet. It supports the website and the podcast. Thank you.